0: I have the pleasure now of introducing a guy who, uh, for me, is a rock star in the area of media research. I've been I've been following Larry's work since I was back in radio back in the day here in L.A. Uh, he's one of the most. Lucid and insightful media researchers is about to now come tell us from the point of view at Edison Research's firm How we are responding to this new era of opportunities and possibilities in the car to deal with media And these new connected technologies. Please welcome Larry Rosen from Edison Media Media Research. He's not happy that I'm here, huh? (laughs) He's not barking at me. Well, good afternoon. Uh, Thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm Larry Rosen with Edison Research. We're in New Jersey. We're best known... um, Can I get my stuff put up on the the preview monitor there? Uh, So we're best known as actually not in media. We're best known as the company that does the exit polls for the television networks on election night. Uh, Most of you, when you watch TV on election night, you'll hear Fox say according to our Fox exit poll and NBC is uh, talking about their NBC exit poll. In point of fact, there's just one exit poll. The networks pull their money together, hire one company to do that, and we've had that contract since 2003. So I'll be around later in the conference if any of you want to talk about exit polling or what's gonna happen. We'll do the primaries and then the big presidential election in the fall, I'm happy to chat about that. But the other side of what we do is media research, as you just heard, and uh, many of you are probably not aware that there is a lot of data that's being produced about what people actually are consuming and listening to when they're driving their cars. So today I want to show you the results of some both qualitative and quantitative uh, data that we have um, and mostly I'm going to show results from a study we call the infinite dial where we're tracking a lot of these things uh, and we do that. It's a nationally, uh, national survey done to very high standards. And we partnered with a company called Triton Digital for that. And so, um, we did the study earlier this year, and what I'm going to concentrate on is what we found, the difference, people who drive newer cars versus people who drive older cars, and what they're consuming in the cars. So from our survey, we, found, we asked people if they drive, what the model year of the primary cars they drive is, and 60%, 61% said for is from 2009 or earlier, and 30 like that, because we use our phones more for, for everything that we're going to do. So, um, for instance, like we use a service called RDIO, and with RDIO we can pretty much play anything we want, just uh, through the internet. Um, unless I'm like dying to hear a song, I don't play the internet radio on the, um, on through the dash. So that was the one user of RDO uh, that we found. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, they're about to lose their account, I suppose. So, anyhow, um, the, uh, let's look at. We asked people just what do you use in your car with regard to audio? And one thing that was really interesting was that with regard to broadcast radio or AM FM radio, we actually saw the exact same number uh, among both groups. 85% of both cases said that they use broadcast radio at least some of the times. They're in their car. Um, But when we looked at some other things, they started to show differences. So the CD player, ever use that in your car? The old people with older cars were a little more likely. And still, though, a lot of people are using their CD players in their car, even though most of us think of that as completely outdated technology. Um, Big difference in terms of people saying that they're using an iPod or smartphone to listen to in the car. Uh, with over half of people in the newer cars, and just a third of people with older cars. Um, a big difference as well in terms of ever using internet radio, that would be Pandora or Spotify or RDO, like we heard, with 10 percentage points higher with the newer cars. And if we had cut this more finely, 2011, 2012 cars, or earlier, obviously those numbers would go up even more. And finally, the big difference is actually with regard to XM. So you see people are more than three times more likely to say they use Sirius XM if they have a newer car than if they have an older car. And of course that makes total sense, is that you know it's, it's taken time for Sirius XM to be baked in to almost every model uh, that has been out there since 2010 or forward. So we also asked people about frequency of using these various things. And so this is uh, how many people said they use these kinds of things, almost all or most of the times they're in their car. And here we see Clear differences. Broadcast radio, 60 percent, just under 60 percent of people with older cars say they use AM/FM radio all or most of the times they're in their car. But just under half of people with newer cars say they use radio uh, all, all or most of the time. Um, CD player, again higher for the older cars. Using their iPod or smartphone, much higher for people with newer cars. Internet radio, still not that widely used in cars. Uh, you know, that's just sort of taking off, just getting started. It's still kind of uh, difficult, and problematic in terms of doing. So while it's higher for people with newer cards, it's still a relatively small number, 10%. But the big, big difference is in terms of frequently using is Sirius XM radio, um, where people are, naturally speaking, since they're much more likely to have it, they're much more likely to use it regularly. And those who do use it tend to use it a lot, and other data that. If someone's dropping the ten or so dollars a month on SiriusXM, uh, it's because they're getting value for it they're using it a lot. So let's look further at what some of these people say about how their behaviors have changed as a result of getting these new Um cars. It's changed a lot. I mean before, like I said, I was listening to the radio and I kind of just got fed up listening to the same songs over and over and over again. So. Having my Pandora and my iPod and my phone all kind of right there, really just makes the driving a lot easier. I would say my last car was probably 50-50 between like radio and CDs, to be honest. And now this car? This car is almost exclusively iPod, except for long drives, then I switched to Pandora. That's definitely changed. I would listen to FM, on a regular basis, uh, and now I generally listen to Sirius or my iPhone. I used to only listen to NPR. I never really, I don't really like to listen to like conventional radio and stuff and you know, messing with commercials and whatever, so I would just always leave it on NPR all the time. And now that I can play Pandora in the car I listen to music probably half the time. Um, my little car I use satellite radio a lot. And I, I like had a subscription. This car I'm not go- I got like three months for free, so I'm not going to renew this subscription because I have Pandora and I have my phone um, and it's just easier to apply that kind of stuff. Poor FM radio I don't listen to it as often anymore because I don't have to. Um, maybe I'll put on Z one hundred if I was driving in the morning just like, you know, from high school days and stuff. But I, I really don't listen to it anymore. Now, I just, um, I want to say like 90% of my listening is just XM I can tell you where the differences happened. In the old car, we had the radio. We could only listen to radio. We had handfuls of stations that we could listen to, and not anything that she always liked. She was constantly pressing the button, pressing next, the button, pressing next, the button. Next, so next. I would sit in the car for the entire <laughs> ride with her pressing the button, pressing the button, pressing the button until she found something. Now she finds something with these stations we've got and just sticks with them. So I don't go as haywire and crazy over her, plug plugging the butt. Right, and I do more singing
1: yeah, loud in the true. car.
0: So you get the real sense that these people get the newer cars, they show this attitude of I'm sort of trapped with my options, and now I have so many more options. They have almost a sense of freedom from that. So then we went on to say, what's the thing you use the most in the car? And here's where you see the biggest difference, is people with older cars, the primary thing they're using is AMF and radio, 63%. And it's under half of people with the newer cars. And again, if we had sliced that more finely, the people with cars 2011 and newer, 2012 and newer, et cetera, the broadcast radio number would continue to go down and down. And we're continuing to track this as it changes. Uh, the big thing is, among people who do have SiriusXM, they really use SiriusXM. So, well, over, you know, more than half, 55% of those people who said they subscribe to SiriusXM said that it's what they use the most in the car. Which again is logical, but it's interesting to see in, ter- in, in terms of the data. Um, we described a connected car in our survey as having something like four. Uh, Sync or Toyota Entune, etc., and you see the big difference in, in terms of the percentage of people. And if there's interest, come find me later, send me an email, or track me down through my website because we can look at the data through that 22, percent obviously, and you see much more dramatic changes. Yeah. So then the the big change is what people. What the question might be, you know, how do people feel about all these changes? How you know once they've had them for a little while in their car? and So we asked them about that as well. Oh, it's miles different. It's um, so convenient for me to um, play music and to navigate, to use the GPS. Um, it's just a, it's, and it's just more of a relaxing experience rather than looking at the GPS on the phone and then like trying to figure out where I am. It kind of just tells you everything on the dashboard, which is great for me because I don't need to be distracted while I'm driving. My prior car was 12 years old, so I'm maybe 13 years old. So, um, going from what we had to what we've got now, it's, you know, a space age. Do you think we um, could go back there? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Once no, no, no. no. you're you, you using it, once you got it, there's no way you could go back. And that was one of the major themes that we find in all our research, is that question of, would you, go, you know, now that you have it, would you ever go back, and you heard them say that their car was 13 years old, and I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, that the average car out there, when people are getting a new car, that older car is 11 or 12 or 13 years old, and they describe, and you heard that couple describing the feeling, and I, I sort of analogize it to this kind of feeling. It's as if they were living in a black and white world, and all of a sudden, they walk into a technicolor reality when they get these new cars. And Dorothy's face, that's sort of what they, their faces look like uh, when they're describing this new car experience, this new audio options in their car. I was thinking not in Kansas anymore. that we are tracking in terms of what's going on out there with regard, with regard to what people are consuming in their car. We have tons of other stuff that we're doing where we're tracking the time that people spend. We're just launching a project where we're looking literally down to the second and following people as they change their options or tune around or things of that nature. So um, if um, there are, is there any interest or are any questions, I do believe I have a couple minutes to take some. Uh, like I say we're tracking lots of data about what people are doing so I happy to entertain any that you might have even the dog fell asleep the, uh, the, uh, all right no questions all right well terrific we'll catch back up on the, on the time and thanks for your time Thank you Larry uh, excellent stuff as usual medicine research